Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy. Hello. Hello. And today we're talking about transitions. We are. Transitions. I know that sounds vague. Transitions <laughs> out of college, transitions back into the real world, post-pandemic. Transition sounds like our fancy rehab center. Oh, like <laughs> transitions by the ocean. Transitions in Malibu. <laughs> I don't know why it sounded like that to me. It sounds. What's that? It sounds like Canyon Ro- Ranch. Yeah, does it? It reminds me of that. I don't know. I almost said Canyon Road, which is a restaurant. Um, okay. Well, hello. We're back, which means that I finished college. I turned in my thesis. That's a wrap. Congratulations, kiddo. Thank you on undergraduate life. It's a big deal. I can't say I'm gonna miss it, but I love school, and I was really weirded out when I realized that. I've been to school almost every day of my life since I was like three. Is that when I started preschool? Yeah. And I'll be 23 in October. So that's, when I think about that, I'm like, okay. You started a month shy of three. Oh my God. That's so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> I loved preschool. I have the best memories of it. Okay. A couple housekeeping things before we get into transitions. Okay. Number one, we are going to be guests on the podcast, Excuse My Grandma, soon. We're recording tomorrow. I'm not sure when it's going to go live, but we will post it on our Instagram and our website. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited to record. We've never been guests before together. That's true. It's our first double guesting. I and then just we guesting. Will... Okay, guesting. <laughs> and then we will have the host of Excuse My Grandma on our podcast. Yes, we will. In the near future. And we're working on some other cool hosts. Um, Mom was on the Drew Barrymore show last week, which was amazing. Thank you, Drew. I had so much fun recording the drew barrymore show it was a seven minute long segment which was pretty long that is really long for cable the producers were amazing the whole thing just was awesome so well run and drew was so nice and so gracious and she said such nice things and about she mentioned me. our podcast which was so cool yeah she gave us a big shout out the clip is on our website on our instagram it's on my website it's on the drew barrymore show youtube channel it's very easy to find yeah i i think that you did great Thank you looked you. great it was a great segment about safflower oil and stress and skin and what's mask me really. And and I was one week post-op from having my gallbladder out. You couldn't out. tell. Well, I felt pretty crummy that morning. I was starting to finally feel better. And I was in the green room. And yep, yeah, you know, there's a lot of waiting around before you tape a segment. I had done hair and makeup and I got really low energy. And mm. I was like, oh, God, how am I going to pull this together and like look alive for television? I had some Gatorade and a little <laughs> sugar. And I just kind of pumped myself up and I thought, okay, for 10 minutes, you can you can do it. You did great. Thank you. And you had a lot of fun. And I'm very glad about that. Thanks. All right, last thing before we start is okay. I'm going to read a five-star review because we've been getting some lovely ones. But Thank first, you for those. And thank you for those. We are grateful. But I'm nothing if not sassy, <laughs> satirical, and good at holding a grudge. So first, here's a one-star review from someone named Leslie Lip. L-I-P-P. Not a real name. You never know. It's called One Star. Mediocre podcast with wastelands of dermatological platitudes. I'm sorry, Leslie. Is someone holding you down and forcing you to listen to my podcast? I think the fuck not. (laughs) Fuck off. What's a dermatologic platitude? I don't know, Mom. I think you're giving highly specific advice and you're answering people's questions. If they have a vague question, you answer it vaguely. I don't think I answer anything vaguely, actually. Well, I mean, if they don't ask something so specific, you don't give... I speak about you it answer, generally. Right, yeah. generally. Okay, Leslie, um, if someone's ho- holding you down and forcing you to listen to my podcast, I think you have bigger issues going on. <laughs> if you don't like a podcast, you can listen to another one. 
Okay. I'm not going to harp on some morons, but I think it's funny. It's also obvious people who leave us bad reviews have never listened because that's not true. Um, but thanks for the listen. Any listen counts. Okay. <laughs> Next one from someone named India K. Highly recommend. Thank you. Love this podcast. Such a wonderful mother-daughter duo. Just had a long bus ride and saved up on episodes so that Zoe and Dr. Amy could keep me entertained. Thanks. Thank you. They never disappoint. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, India K. I always try to be entertaining. To myself, <laughs> to others. You entertain the heck out of me, kiddo. <laughs> if you're someone who spends a lot of time by yourself like I do, you have to entertain yourself. I'm good at it. Yeah, you are. So, Leslie, this one's for you. <laughs> Today we're talking about transitions, like I said. It's springtime. It's spring. We love spring. Spring is my favorite season. I think fall is yours. Yeah. I don't get that. Because in fall, things are dying. We've already talked about in spring, it's a rebirth. Okay. It's true. Yeah. Everything's coming back to life. It's incredible. Every day, there's more and more beautiful blooms around. New York City is going crazy with new life. Yes, allergies are bad, but it's worth it. And you know what? The mask (laughs) is helpful. It's helping my allergies. That's good. I'm not sneezing as much. And I've been talking to patients about that. They're like, oh, yeah, good point. So maybe I'll always wear a mask during allergy season. You won't. There's no chance. I might pull a mask out during allergy season. No, I might. I, I, I don't love believe you. not sneezing. You love wearing a mask? No, but I like not sneezing. Okay. I also think maybe masks might be around for cold and flu season because there's that, like no flu. 100% I agree with that. Also on the subway, I'll be wearing a mask. Yeah, right? Post-pandemic, sure. Okay. But not because of allergies. Okay, but let's talk about the blossoms. Okay. Okay, so I love all the first flowers. I'm like, hi, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> but they're not the best ones. They're not. But like I, the daffodils. But I don't want to judge them because they're still pretty. They're flowers. And they're like. They can't hear you. They still have to deal with really cold at night. Yeah. So they must be tough AF. They're tough. Like, they're hardy. <laughs> I can't believe I tell you AF. <laughs> um, I do love daffodils. I love but them. they're not the best. No, no, but I love them. And the tulips came up. They look like little soldiers. Hello. Mm-hmm. Just very good posture. And now they're on their way down. A little bit. Some places, but some are still new. But then. But then. The best. What time is it? Cherry blossoms. Woohoo! Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Best oh, flowers ever. my God. Now I need are... to get married under a cherry blossom chuppah if you are a wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will, me no, note to self. Okay. Um. There are many varieties of cherry blossoms. The first ones that bloomed were the sakura, which is like this very small cherry blossom flower. Very beautiful. But we have a favorite. Not my favorite. No, no. We the sakura f- is like a little bit lighter pink and not as fluffy. No, but it's beautiful. Today we learned what our favorite ones are called. Let They're us called Kwanzan. K-W-A-N-Z-A-N. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, like where the accent goes, if it's Kwanzan or Kwanzan. But anyway, I, I don't think like, it matters. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure it does matter, but I would like to know in okay. Japanese how to say it properly. But they're the fluffy, fuzzy, bigger ones. They come in white and they come in pink. Pink and is the best. We love the pink ones. Pink ones are around the whole Jackie O Reservoir in Central Park. They're behind the Met. They're in, in the middle of park avenue they're on all the side streets and then they're yeah they randomly are planted all yeah we have one in our corner it's they're so beautiful they're my favorite so today i think was the first day that some of them are coming to life and then the next few days because i have nothing to do all day Mm -hmm. i'm going to go to the park and check on them amazing so that's why it's hard for me to pick a favorite season because cherry blossoms bring me so much joy i have the only art i have my room is a acrylic painting of cherry blossoms and i love that but i love fall I get it. Okay, I guess I love spring and I don't summer. Have to pick, so. No, you don't have to pick. Okay. We 
we're thinking about transitions. Spring is a transition, obviously, from winter to summer, but it's that time when people are graduating from high school, from college. And also, there seems to be a transition from quarantine to opening life opening back up a little mm-hmm. bit because more and more people are getting vaccinated, at least in the United States. It's yeah. lucky. Our poor neighbors in Canada to the north are not doing so well no. vaccine-wise. Get it together, guys. That's um, going to do something. <laughs> okay, I, I hope you get it together soon. I feel badly for yeah. my patients and their families and friends who are in Canada. And mm-hmm. they can get one dose and they have to wait four to six months for the second if they're lucky enough to get the first. So if you have to wait that long, does it even count that you got the first one? We don't know oh. because it hasn't been studied. Why would you study them? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yes. So I don't know. I mean, our best friends in Australia, like they have no COVID, but they mm. also have no vaccine. They have no vaccine. So they can't go anywhere. No one can no, go there. No, it's so sad. And then there are some countries that have no vaccine. I mean, the whole thing is bad. But in New York, people are starting to go out more Mm -hmm. because many people are two weeks past their second vaccine. Me. You included. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll eat dinner indoors. Oh, I'll see people, friends inside. Sure, I'm invited to this. I guess maybe I'll go now. But are you also like equally annoyed at people being like, oh my God, hi, like I can't take off my mask. Like, I think it's so annoying. What do you mean? It's like, oh my, I can't, I can't believe I can take it off. I can't believe I'm in a restaurant. I'm like, I believe it. I'm standing here. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. But so the whole point of this is that everyone is going to have a different reaction. Oh, I just think it's annoying. To post quarantine life, which we're not in yet completely, no. but there is this transition. Who knows? This could take six months to be in this transition zone where there's still masks and ppe and you know safe distance all that stuff but like yankee stadium's open i think what is it 20 percent capacity or something like that so there aren't that many people in the stadium but it's open yeah so it's like stuff is happening i think in a good way and some people are freaked out and they don't want to come out of their cocoon other people are jumped at the chance to come out and most people are kind of somewhere in between yeah i think we're both somewhere in between I think so, too. Um, I was always a homebody pre-pandemic, and it just made me appreciate my house even more. But I definitely am loving going to restaurants. I can't wait for Broadway and international travel, but I'm not like... I I was never a big social butterfly, so it's not like... I'm like, I can't wait to go to a bar every night and do all that stuff. Like, that's not me. No, me either. But just going into a restaurant, feeling safe... A friend came over yesterday and we played Rummy Q. Like I know, but like that's not like a revelation. No, but that was new. It was I the guess. first time it happened. I guess. I don't know. It's not like we were living isolated and like alone because like our family. No, no, we we've been together them. and that's lucky. But I just think for listeners, like some people are going to be freaked out and then they might feel like look around them and say, oh, everyone else seems totally fine. I don't think everyone else is going to be totally fine. And I think... We are used to this new way of life where we're not interacting so much with people. And there's been funny cartoons and memes about mm-hmm. not knowing how to talk to people anymore. Not We're not going to know how to socialize. Like, I've seen some funny New Yorker cartoons about mm-hmm. that. Like, how do, you, how do you talk to people? How do you talk to more than one person at a time? Or Well, without a mask, it's easy. I, I think so. Right. When do you take your mask off? When is it okay? Like, there's all the dating stuff. Can you trust the people? Well, we're going to talk about that on, excuse my grandma, with you. It's going to be funny. Oh, Lord, great. Well, you haven't been dating, but this is what you will be doing. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think, like, 
will we start shaking hands again? Who's going to hug people? Okay, well, this that's the thing that's been kind of annoying me in the pandemic. Like, I get it. You shouldn't be touching people, but shake, you can't get COVID from touching someone. I know. So I don't think you should be hugging people you don't know. But, like, if everyone has, like, shaking hands is such a normal thing in our culture. And it's sends a message and it's gestural and you need gesture for language. I think there's nothing wrong with shaking someone's hand. I've always been a big handshaker. Me too, and you taught me how to do a firm handshake. It's very important. Especially for women. Yeah, my dad taught me that. Um, But very few patients want to shake my hand still. And so I'm, no, I'm respecting that because. No, I'm not going to say you should. We just got an out of the habit. But Um, everyone's like, we're never going to handshake again. I'm not tapping anyone's elbow ever again. It's so annoying. I'm sure everyone in France is going to double kiss again. It's part of the culture. Sure. Yeah. I look forward to doing that when I'm there. 100%. Oh my God, France. Okay, sorry. Um, had some French butter this morning. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell everyone about good. what happened to you this morning. What happened to me this morning? You were feeling anxious. Oh, so I made us a brunch reservation at one of our favorite places downtown called La Mercery. One of the reasons we love it, or that I love it, is because they import my favorite butter from France, Bourde de Bordier. Which we bring home on the plane when we go, but you can only carry so much, and we've, we've been through it all. I know, you know what? I think I have some hidden in the freezer still, but it, it probably out. has freezer burn. Okay, I You will. can just scrape the freezer burn off. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Anyway, um, as I got on the FDR and we were driving south and got off on 23rd Street, I got a little, like, anxious. And I felt really out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And also the sun was going in and out, so it was a little bit dark and it felt looming. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I thought, oh, you haven't been downtown. <laughs> you haven't been out of your house very much. Part of that is that I was sick. I was in the hospital and then I couldn't go out to dinner at all. So I just go to work and come home. And then I had surgery and then I was home. So there's so there's been a lot of extra time at home. And I get it, that. And it felt weird to me to be out in a different location. And then I was like, I reflected on it and I thought, all right, I'm just not used to this. It's all going to be fine. We got an amazing parking spot we did. <laughs> on Howard Street and then had a great brunch and I, f- I felt better. I felt better just telling you. Like I figured okay. it well, out. Well, that's always how it, how it works. And I told you, and it was, you didn't make fun of me. No, why would I? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course you wouldn't make fun of me. But I think I'm hopeful. It Sorry. It seems like this notion of being self-reflective has become more mainstream if, that, if that's possible. I think people are talking about it more. People are talking about mental health more now than ever, ever, it, ever. It seems like it, although mental health symptoms are the highest ever anxiety and depression unfortunately and insomnia and drinking too much and abusing substances and Mm. all that stuff you haven't had a drink yet i've not had a drink no you can have a beer tomorrow not on a monday no this weekend (laughs) okay (laughs) i think i hope it's more okay to talk about feelings without the fear of being judged you you would always think right that 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 would be the case but i think many people are judged for having negative feelings because it makes the other person uncomfortable. It makes them feel like, oh, maybe I could have that too. Or we just have to pretend like we're fine and act like we're fine. And that makes us all fine. I mean, that's bullshit. That's just not the way the world works or your brain works, your mind works. And being alone in your own head with your feelings all the time is not good. So no. getting it out somehow, well, you're sharing not it. alone, like usually ever, because you're at work every day with patients and your staff. And then you come home and I'm always here. Yeah, you're not always here, but yes, but but that doesn't mean I'm sharing my thoughts with you. Like but you, could. you could, yes, but you could have no idea if I'm having a negative thought unless I choose to share it with you. Yeah, but I can always read your face. <laughs> okay, in general, people can. 
be with people. Oh, and have sure, of course. Or though, if you're having a negative thought about the world, about yourself, you might not be sharing it with somebody. That's what I'm saying. And that is often an error because it just makes you feel worse. Yes. And I think that people, that it's more okay now. It seems more allowed to share these feelings. And I hope people are like that and know that if you're anxious, if you're having like the opposite of, what is it, FOMO? Fear yes. of missing out? It's, I don't know what the What's opposite, the opposite of FOMO? Fear of going fear of, out. I was going to say that. Oh, FOGO. Sure. Yeah. Which sounds like FUGU. I don't know what that is. Dangerous blowfish. How the fuck am I supposed to know Okay, when? we're cursing a lot dangerous today. Dangerous blowfish. No, no, it's fugu is blowfish in Japanese, and only, you have to be trained. No, especially trained. I just looked into the camera like I'm in the office. How okay. am I supposed to know that? Because one time we went to a fancy Japanese restaurant, they served it, and I was like, should I eat this? I'm scared because they could kill me. For high school graduation? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, well, we're at Masa. Like, the guy knows what he's doing, so... Screw it. I'll try the fugu. And I tell you, I had a little bite and I didn't die. Well, obviously. Did it taste good? I don't remember. So clearly it wasn't special. I don't know. I, no, no. I don't remember. I just remember thinking, let me just get through this because I've always wanted to try it. it. It's like, that's like how I feel about skydiving. I'm not testing anything. No, no. I'm never skydiving. eating poisonous fish. I'm not skydiving. No, but if you prepare the poisonous fish in the proper way, you denature the poison. No, I'm aware. I'm still yeah. not eating it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to eat it again. I did it once. And you don't remember how it tasted. It was very daring of me. Okay. I don't even know. I think you were there. So fear of going out, FOGO, is a real thing. It's going to be a real thing and it's normal. And it might come and go, right? And it might arise in random situations. And if you find yourself feeling uncomfortable, it's okay to leave. It's also okay to bring a friend to the side and say, I'm not feeling so great right now. That's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. find someone. I remember once I was at a party. This was pre-pandemic. And I was really unhappy, and I didn't have one friendly face in the crowd. And as soon as one person showed up who I knew, who I, I loved and trusted, I just started crying. Mm-hmm. And she went around the other side of the house and sat with me for like an hour. That's so nice. Was, it was it was so generous of her and so lovely. I know you're talking about it, and if she listens to the podcast, I hope she knows that you're referring to her because she's such a sweetheart. Oh yeah, she is such a sweetheart. But- okay, so let's talk about comfort zones. Okay. So clearly what you're saying is comfort zones are shrinking and everyone's in their own kind of, your comfort zone kind of just becomes your apartment and the few people that you see. And expanding your comfort zone and doing things you would normally do that are becoming more rare can make you anxious. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm just doing a little summary. Yeah. Or it might not, but if it does, don't worry. It's not making me anxious, um, which is because I'm on anti-anxieties. Maybe you should join me. No, you don't need it. No, no, I'm just, no, but you might, not everyone's going to get anxious. And I don't know that I'll get anxious the next time. I think it was, also, it's also a getting used to it. Like, a, you don't remember because you were little, but after 9-11, a lot of people stopped taking the subway. Of course. Like, almost, I would say everyone stopped taking it right away. I think it was actually closed for a few days. Yeah. Um, and then once it was open and running and it was clear, it seemed like the danger was gone, mm-hmm. like the immediate threat was gone. We started taking the subway again and the buses. And I remember the first time walking down, and I was pregnant. I remember the first time walking down into the subway feeling a little nervous. Was I with you? No. Mm. I was going to work. And I've never been nervous on the subway in my life. I like the subway. 
And as soon as I took my first ride, anxiety was gone. But there were still a lot of people who never went back. Would you like to know what I learned that that's called? Exposure therapy. Yeah. So right. many things I do are exposure therapy. Well, when I, when I first got on my anti-anxiety meds, and I was like, okay, I can like go back into the world and do normal shit. Every, I was like, I said this to my psychiatrist. I was like, every day of my life is exposure therapy. You don't have to worry about me not doing something you told me to do. My most recent one was boats. And boats. I went on a boat this summer. And? It's fun. Yeah. Like, I always know. Oh, and buses. Like, n- not like the city bus. I love the city bus. But a long bus ride where you can't get off whenever you want. And then, the, oh, and the pandemic came and I couldn't do it. So I still haven't done that. But I'm not really nervous about that anymore. Okay. So another transition, obviously, is people perhaps transitioning jobs. I graduated from, well, I'm graduating next week. But I'm finished all my work and I'm just waiting on grades. Obviously I'm going to pass, so I'm going to be graduating. My grandpa made a really great joke on the phone. He's like, well, I wonder if you're a pass. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, Clearly he was joking. I'm kidding. But it's a weird transition, but it also feels like less of a transition because I wasn't going to school anyway. Hmm. I had one class in person every third Wednesday. Like, give me a break. Yeah. So I finished, you know, I turned in my thesis in my bedroom where I also wrote it and where I went to class. I tried to go maybe on the couch sometimes, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it didn't really feel very exciting. And then I said to you, well, if this was your actual like real life regular day of class and you were on campus, what would we do tonight to celebrate? And we decided we probably would have had theater tickets. We did? Yeah. We, we said that? We said that on Friday. Oh, can't remember that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we would have had tickets to something fun on Broadway. Oh, okay. So that was just like another time. But when also, we were like, I would Broadway. have been in the classroom with my professor and peers, and I would have walked out, and it would have been, you know, symbolic in a way. And then I would have gone home. But like, there's that transition of like the journey home from school. Yeah. Fifteen minutes, whatever. And I just like close my computer. I know. So it'll be good um, to go on campus next week. Yeah, we have receptions per department on campus, which is really nice. Without and, family. Without family, but mom's gonna stand outside the gate and wave. I am. I'll be on Broadway. <laughs> you're near barnard come say hi and yeah i mean it's gonna be fine i'm excited we have that and they're taking senior portraits that day so you can wear your cap and gown and it'll like feel nice yeah and then um and most people almost all the professors are vaccinated and also a lot of students so it's nice and then most of your friends from high school are also graduating now most did not take a gap year not everyone but all my friends from high school are graduating now except one who's a year ahead of me right but I'm just saying from your class, like there are oh. probably some kids who aren't graduating. No, but most but, are. And then, so. But I do have friends who have in-person graduation. That school's bigger than mine is all I have to say. I know. It's a real so drag. So lame. It's a real drag. Because we have access to the Columbia Stadium uptown, which is so huge. And I they know. could have had separate. Barnard, my class is 700 people. And a stadium that fits probably 15,000. I know. It could have had like two or three separate ones. It's a it's a huge disappointment. It's a huge cop-out. Trip. Especially because we're all in a testing program and many vaccinated. It just feels like a big cop-out and lack of desire to use resources. <laughs> and, and yes. we have the same graduation speaker as last year. I know that. Who gave, Mom's face, she's like, I'm so sorry. Who gave a seven-minute pre-recorded speech last year. And this year, they're recycling her for us. Maybe they'll play the same pre-recorded thing. I don't know. Hope- hopefully she'll give you your, your what, own talk. What everyone thought was that because it's virtual and like they're not really giving us making us feel special they would get like a really amazing speaker like 
Stacey Abrams or Amanda Gorman. No. I know. I'm not saying she's not cool. I just would like to have someone else. I, I get it. I'm with you. Anyway, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think these moments of... What are they? They're events. Milestones? Yeah, milestones. Thank you. Are really important. And you remember them. I remember the date of my, you know, high school graduation. I remember I graduated from college on Mother's Day. We did run into a friend today who said, you know, my college graduation, it poured. Yeah, she said she would rather have had virtual. I was like, you wouldn't, but it was nice. No, I think she would have because she said like the color from the cap and gown like soaked onto everyone's dresses. Where did she go? What color was it? Cornell. Oh, it was red. red. Oh, God. It looked like you had your period all over your dress. It was torrential. So, I mean, that's a big mess if you're outdoors and you get a torrential downpour. Like, that's obviously no fun. Get a tent. (laughs) No, but in a football stadium? What are you going to do? So anyway, there are always, it's always possible to look on the bright side, but these transition moments are important to note, to mark, to celebrate. But you have a surprise plan for me that I have no idea what it is. So yes, I do. Mom always makes me feel special. Don't give it away, anybody. <laughs> no, who's listening? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm excited. You always make me feel special. Good. And I'm excited. you are. Thank you. To have our family. And I have my dress picked out and we're going to make the best of it. Yes, we are. But I still want Stacey Abrams. Thank you. Come on, Stacey. <laughs> I'll wear my Stacey Abrams t-shirt. N- no. We got, we, you bought a new dress for graduation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel much more comfortable in a t-shirt, though, I have to say. You'll be fine. Um, Anything else you have to say before we move on? Well, also, some people have asked me about the geese in Central Park. No one else do. That's not true. You're, are you in the office with me? No. People no. remember from my Instagram from last year how I was obsessed with these geese. Okay, tell everyone. And their nests. Okay, tell everyone. And we found at least four goose nests. And yes. one of them has six eggs in it that hadn't been covered yet. We were like, oh, that shit. That was lucky. We got to see the eggs. They're so yeah, cute. Yeah, I have really good pictures. I think I'll post one. You okay. can po- You can post one of my pictures on our Instagram if you want to. Sure, if you want. Geese eggs are lard. There's yeah. six of them. There could be six little goslings. Oh, my God. They're so fuzzy. I can't take it. But I was like, <laughs> come on, Mama. Cover the nest. She was taking her time. Because there are a lot of... There are hawks I could eat the eggs. Yeah. There are herons. There are... I was like, oh, hey, I, <laughs> I was so stressed out about those eggs. But the other nests that we found were already covered. Okay. So how long will they be gestating for? Ah, oh, I should know this by heart. You it's said a around month, right? a month. Could be 28 days. Yeah. Okay, I have... So what are we? The 18th? So... What did we say? Like maybe like May sixteenth or something. Last year, some of them hatched on May seventh, and some were a week later. So we're just gonna have to keep checking. Yes, I am. I said we. I'll go with you. You're not gonna come all the time. Not every single day. It's boring for you. Whatever. (laughs) Is it? Is it or not? Is it boring or not? It's boring if every time we go, there's nothing new. I get that. So it's not up. It's not your fault if it's boring or not. Well, but that's nature. Like you have to be patient. I get it. That's why I don't. I can't be babies every single day. I know. I love them. They're so cute. Oh okay, now God. can we move on? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> oh, also, so I had surgery. The yeah. anticipatory. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you well, for Well, I know you're doing well. Okay, fine. So the <laughs> the anticipatory anxiety is gone because I'm alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have said that at the beginning. She made it. I'm okay. Jo- I'm joking. I put it on Instagram. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Um, It was a pretty quick procedure, about an hour and a half. The surgeon was not a very communicative person, but apparently the procedure went quite well. I have four incisions that were glued together 
little bit itchy, I have to say now. I wasn't thinking about the surface. I wasn't thinking about the cosmetic piece of it at all, actually. I was just hoping. Well, is that because you can fix it in your office? Well, yeah, I was hoping that. No, because more important was get the gallbladder out. No, and I know. please get it out laparoscopically. Which he did. Thank God. Thank you. And I came home and I have to say it was not fun the first few days. You're so grumpy. Okay. I, I might have been grumpy and extremely tired and in some pain. Remember, I didn't take any of the pain meds they gave me, just Tylenol. But it was confusing about what to eat and what not to eat. And my GI tract was not the happiest. Hmm. Anyway, I tried to go back to work on Monday, having the surgery on Wednesday, and that was an epic fail. But I did make it on Tuesday. And Tuesday was exhausting, and each day got better and better. And so then yesterday i thought oh i think i'm all better and i walked like fifteen thousand steps and nearly passed out <laughs> at night everyone was like what is wrong with you i'm like i think i overdid it so yeah today i took it easier but you're doing really well thank you and I'm the gallbladder is gone and i'm starting to eat I mean, more things like butter you had, you had pizza i had a little bit of pizza not not like real full-on pizza no we have to go this week Yes, but I had French butter. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We're Jewish. I, I had. Do you know what I Googled today? What? My last Google thing was what happened to Jesus after he after he rises. And what's the answer? He keeps rising. He goes to God in the heavens. So he doesn't come back and live on earth? No. Okay. That's what Google said. So I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but that's part of spring. What? Passover, Easter, yeah. blossoming. Eggs laying, gallbladders being removed. Okay, we're moving on. Stop talking. <laughs> okay, it's time for some Ask Dr. Amy questions. As always, you can submit them to us on Instagram at Embarrassing You Podcast or email them, which no one seems to like, at info <laughs> at embarrassingyoupodcast.com. Number one, I am 31 and struggle with adult hormonal acne. I am not comfortable going on the pill or spironolactone due to health risks. Are there any topical solutions that hormonal acne will respond to that are not antibiotics? Okay, so female hormonal acne is a big topic. It's a big problem. Hormonal acne tends to be on the lower part of the face. doesn't have to be, but tends to be on the chin, neck, jawline. Usually cystic, those are those deeper pimples that hurt. They can hurt. They're bigger. They're not just little blackheads and whiteheads on the surface, and they're typically related to like right before your period. Um, And what the person who asked the question was talking about is that the birth control pill is usually the treatment of choice for hormonal acne, or some women don't even know they would have had hormonal acne because they've been on the pill for so long. Then they go off, and all of a sudden, boom, they're having horrible acne. It actually doesn't happen all of a sudden. It takes a few months um, for the, like, good benefits so of the pill So if you go off the pill off. to have a baby, yeah. do you have hormonal acne? Or because you get pregnant, you don't have acne? Ah, if you go off the pill, depends how long it takes you to get pregnant. So if oh, it yeah. just takes a few months, um, that's usually not long enough for the acne to kick in. But acne can get really bad during pregnancy. Oh. And it's different in each trimester. So sometimes like the first trimester is horrible and the second's good. And- so I've heard people say that being pregnant makes your skin clear. It's absolutely random okay yes. sorry back to the question oh, that's okay um and spironolactone i know it's such a weird word there's a synonym aldactone that's a medicine that is used for hormonal acne it's quite excellent it was invented in the 1950s as a water pill it was meant to be like for, to lower blood pressure it doesn't do that that well and like many medicines it was found to be better at something else so it happens to block testosterone it's so funny how that happens 
all the time. And um, hormonal acne is often caused by testosterone. All women and girls make testosterone in our ovaries. We need a little bit. But there are more testosterone receptors on the lower face, which is why hormonal acne tends to be there. Anyway, spironolactone. If someone's on the pill and they still have hormonal acne, you can add spironolactone. Or if they can't be on the pill, they don't want to be on the pill, they have an IUD, whatever it is, you can add spironolactone. Hmm. Two birth control pills have a small dose of it, like get built into it, and they're advertised for acne. But most birth control pills help acne. So for this particular listener, I know there are some health reasons why some women aren't allowed to go on the birth control pill or some family history of things like early breast cancer or the breast cancer gene where you can't. But it's almost many women can go on spironolactone, especially if they start at a low dose. So if you have health concerns about that, I would revisit it with your uh, general medical doctor and your dermatologist because it's the rare person who can't try it at least. Okay, and also, which is so annoying, it takes six to eight weeks to even start working. Like Accutane? Yes, and for the birth control pill, it can take three months to even kick in for acne. So you just have to hang in there. But just for the birth control pill to work contraceptively, how long does it take to work? I think right away. Right away, okay. Yeah. Just make sure people say no. Yes. So this person should come see you in the office if they can. Yes, if they can. But so are there any topical prescriptions that help hormonal acne? For the most part, they're not great. The strongest category of topical creams for acne are called topical retinoids. They're made from vitamin A. They have brand names like Differin, Retin-A, and Tazerac. There's lots of other names. The generics are Adapalene and Tretinoin and Tazaratine. So there are some topicals to try, but I have not had great success with them. So to that listener, please revisit the treatments, and I'm happy to help Mm -hmm. in any way I can. Okay. All right. Number two. Not a question, but someone who says, I just want to say that Chanel Solution 10 is the best for my rosacea skin. Thank you for the rec. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I love hearing that. (laughs) So when Solution 10 came out, we started getting anonymous, like... Did you do like like field studies or whatever? Oh, we did lots of studies. Yeah. I mean, like group tests or whatever it's called. Yeah, we, we tested it for sure. But we started getting people commenting on the Chanel website on on Facebook, on my Instagram, like things like I could never use a moisturizer before oh my because gosh. my skin is so sensitive. And now I can thank you so much. Like, um, I'm really proud of that product. It took us it's so good. four years to make one cream. Can you imagine? Well, yes, I was there. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> but it's just, I can't believe it. like a team of 20 people in France. And it was like absolute scientific method, trial and error. We started from scratch. That team over there was amazing. So, um, the other day you you were like, I'm so dry. And I was like, oh my God, have you heard of this moisturizer solution 10? You were like, okay, I get it. I may have rolled my eyes at you. I'm not as good as you are, but I could give a master class. Okay. It hurts me when I roll my eyes. Like it hurts my eyeball. Ow. Why does that hurt? It hurts when I roll my eye up all the way up. It just, it hurts my actual eyeball. Okay. I'm sorry. Does it hurt your eyeballs? No, I have so much practice, but maybe I I have more circular eyeballs. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Giant eyeballs, actually. You You made them. Okay. Last one. Okay. You said you've had a million orthopedic surgeries. Yes. What sneakers do you wear for walking? (laughs) That's what it says. Okay. I've had 16 orthopedic surgeries. It is true. Um, And I love to walk. So my latest pair of sneakers I've been doing quite well with are New Balance. 
back not, to basics. Not the not the cool ones though. Not the fashion New Balance. Those are look really cool. Yeah, they do. But they're not as good for walking. So the ones I had more recently were eight eighties, but I just literally wore them out. And so now I'm trying another pair that's quite similar, and they're really good. Okay. Yeah. What's that other brand? Jaden just got a pair. Was it like O one? On or on? Is that the name? I think so. I don't know. Will you look it up? Yeah. I, a lot of I see a lot of people walking in the park with them. They're really lightweight. I just don't find them as comfortable for walking. You know, five six miles on concrete and in the park. I don't blame you. Yeah. I like. I also have bad news because I'm related to this woman. Um, <laughs> I've not had surgery. That. No, it. Please, it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I really like APL sneakers. Oh yeah, I have two pairs, and I highly recommend them. They really help my knees, and I also have like foot bone pain, and from dancing. it helps. Yeah, APL's been, nice. You've been walking a lot on those mm-hmm. APLs, and those look good. Yeah. See, that I have would... two pairs. I have red and white, and I might get another one because I'm wearing them out. Yeah. So that would be you to find something that's comfortable and also fashionable. Well, maybe I should get you some. I think I try them and I'm like in between sizes. That's another problem. Oh, mom has enormous feet and one of her feet is bigger than the other. That is true. My left is a 10 and a half and my right is a 10. Mm -hmm. That's big. I know. And in like nice fancy shoes, I'm more like a 11. Which they often don't make. But your feet look normal. Thank you. I don't want anyone to think that you have. They look like canoes kind of No, they really don't. They really look normal. I don't mind them. You shouldn't. Thanks. Okay, well, that's all. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe. I don't know. I had a train of thought and it went away. Oh. So that's it. If you have any suggestions for topics for next week, we have some guests coming up that I, we love suggestions. Yes. And questions, send them to us on Instagram or email and leave us five stars on iTunes. Yes, please. And, you know, send Leslie a DM. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ciao.